Welcome to my first time in marriage podcast. Whoa, I was talking really, really fast. I'm uh, Javier, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Shannon. Shannon, she got to remember her name. So <laughs> I was messing with my headphones. We hope you're doing well. The marriage lab is currently in Washington, and things are going well. Um, it's been a good season. We talked about on the last podcast how August was a crazy, crazy season. So hopefully September is going to slow down a little bit, but maybe not. We will see. Um, go from there. Um, last week, we really appreciate Got lots of feedback from last week um, and in the podcast. You know, we we had discussed this place of, you know, um, you know, you can't put a little bit of God into the business of your schedule, like just squeeze it in where you need it or in the sense of your marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. Just have this huge, yeah. busy life and schedule and structure, complain about it and then squeeze a little bit of your marriage in the places where you've got time for it. Mm hmm. It needs to be reversed, right? Yeah. You need to make that marriage first and then build everything else around that. I, I think promise I, you it will yeah. go well. I think I talked about building the culture and environment of your marriage. Yep. And then everything else like. fits into that. Let's see. Let's see. Um, so how are you? How are things going? Good. How are you doing? What's what's new and up and coming? Good. Um, I never, I didn't talk about it the, the last time, but I went to a men's summit um, that was in the mountains, or not really the mountains. It was Montana. in an incredible yeah. area in Montana. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But uh, the goal of the summit was basically to kill me, <laughs> um, in essence. It didn't so work. for those of you who've been through boot camp, you know, and it kind of felt extreme that way because it was about fourteen to sixteen hour days straight through from four in the morning to like nine thirty ten at night. You know, earn your food, sleep deprivation, calorie deprivation. Um, carrying thousand pound logs up hills, like rolling them down, flipping tires up hills and mountains, like hiking for miles at a time, like just one thing after another, sleeping in the forest with here's a sleeping bag, knock yourself out, like, and but also spiritual disciplines and spiritual, um, just a spiritual journey in the midst of all of that. And I think it was good because I think we live right now in a culture and society where this was kind of geared to a lot of young men. Um, and I got to go and uh, <laughs> beat the snot out of those young men. And uh, it just just young men who don't know how to be men. I don't know how else to say it. Like they haven't had the example of what it means to have biblical masculinity. Well, because... To understand what it means to be... We've had a lot of fathers not do their job. Not do their jobs or some haven't had followers and they don't have this example. But also like we have a culture that said we want men to be to be sweet and kind and soft and and yes, we want men to be understanding and to Those have feelings. Those are also the same women that They're that are seeking out uh therapy, coaching, counseling because their man's not strong well, enough. He's not about standing he's up at. enough. He's yeah. not yeah. masculine enough. So, but as young men, I think we're whether they're sitting on the couch behind a video game, right, with a controller in their hand, um, physically they're not, you know, where they probably could be mm-hmm. um, in terms of keeping themselves healthy, eating well. And so this place of moving past a, a point of discomfort to a point where you're at your breaking point and you got to dig deep to recognize I do have what it takes. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like a, a big purpose of that. Yeah. Um, and to draw them closer to God and recognize their dependencies upon Christ. Yeah. And um, so anyways, yeah, but it, it, it beat the snot out of me. I think I liked you shared a lot about the brotherhood yeah. and the camaraderie um, because there were some times when yeah. uh, you kind of were broken up into teams and yeah. if a team lost, they had to do like 200 burpees, but then everybody would do did- it with them. Did it with whether them. we won so or lot, yeah. It didn't matter, yeah. and I just love that um, that brotherhood. Yeah, 
Well, part of it, Shane was asking me like how I felt, and I didn't know what to expect going into it. And my body, you know, I I'm, I I exercise and I do I do a lot of things, and I feel like I'm 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 in good shape. Um, but I don't do it for 14 hours straight a day, <laughs> no, and then the next day does. for 16 hours, and then no sleep, and then you know not having many calories at all. Like especially being you know everything there was like the food they had to earn to cook was all like you know spam and hormel chili, and I don't eat that, so yeah, I had some protein bars. Yeah. Um, and so, but I what my body felt like at the end of the first day because it was a long day, it was hard. I recognized that's kind of what my spirit felt like or has been feeling like a little bit tired, a little bit worn out. Mm. And so I want to encourage you, like if you're just listening to this and this is just kind of a bonus here, throwing it out, but maybe you are in a season you don't recognize it because you've been going, 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 or maybe you are seeing it, that you're tired. Um, you're not feeling that you have any reserves left. I want to encourage you that you need to get away. If that's just taking a day to get to the mountains or go where feeds your soul, what is good for you, what nourishes your soul, then go there, right? And take that time. And one day is not going to build your reserves back up, but maybe you need to get out of your environment, out of where you've been to recognize what is missing, what needs to change and what needs to shift. Um, Because we need that. You cannot keep going the way you're going by just running on empty and doing, and you know, like jumping in the car and going to the beach for the day, that's fun, but it's not going to do it. Sorry. Yeah. Like it's not going to build those reserves um, and fill your tank again. And yeah. so I just want to encourage you, like if you're feeling worn out sometimes, like it's easy to blame everything else around us. It's easy to blame maybe our spouse, but maybe you actually need to take time. And if your spouse listening to this, give permission to your spouse and for both of you to go and take time, mm-hmm. maybe apart from each other. It's good for your marriage. It's good for you. To strengthen, to be refreshed, to have a time where you can say, like, where am I? What needs to change? What yeah. needs to shift? What do I need to let go of? What I've been one, holding on to? One thing you forgot to mention was when you went into the mountains, Javi left on a Thursday morning. He didn't come back until Monday about 1 a.m. in the morning, and you had no cell phone. So we were zero communication well they took cell phones electronics there's no reception anyways but they took it all away from you which was really hard i'm okay being away from you we've been apart before but if it's for business work ministry there's these point of contacts where it's a text i just got off the airplane i just got in a taxi i just got to my hotel and uh we check in so i went for several days and i thought no news is good news i will tell you it was great it was freeing to like not have any of that in your at your disposal in any way or a temptation to in the middle of this beauty of the wilderness to pull out your phone just for what what like what isn't so important up there that we want to look at <laughs> that I couldn't raise my head and look at the beauty around me I would miss it by having your head buried and that's what most of the young kids would have done yeah honestly um and so it was healthy for them and for me too you know spend four days without any connection yeah no to anything. Yeah. So anyways. It was, it was really good. Yeah. It was really good for both of us because guess what? It made me miss you. I was excited for you to come home. You know, the heart the absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, I, I know miss that's, you a little bit. Oh, you know what, Javier? Shan, so what's going on? Today is therapy podcast. Therapy um, podcast. <laughs> well, um, it's so, listeners coaching 
Yeah. So a lot of people have asked, um, (laughs) can you discuss an issue that maybe you guys have dealt with or are going through on, on air so we can hear in real time? And I have no idea what Shannon's going to bring up. So let's go. Go. So, um, I was thinking about this. You got 12 minutes. Go. I was like, I do not have 12 minutes. (laughs) I thought this will be really fun. We can talk about something because. When we sit with couples, we're telling them to use these tactics, to use these tools, and yet sometimes we're not employing them ourselves. I do use them all. You, not always perfectly, but I use them all. No, you don't. That's a lie. That's implying that somehow you're perfect. You do not use them all the time and always right. Hmm. No. So this is superficial and silly, but... um. When I bring something up to you that maybe you've said or done, your first line of defense is to get defensive and defend your position. And I actually brought this up to you a couple of weeks ago. And I said, Javier, you're doing the very thing that you tell couples we sit in front of not to do. And he's like, I'm totally aware of that. But (laughs) it was very funny. Because here we are, living out marriage, having to use the things that we share with one another. So, um, I'm biting my tongue right now because I want to defend myself from what you just said. <laughs> exactly. So, but I brought it to your attention, and now we're we're both we're we're working on that because I know that I can do it too. You do it too. Why is it that we want to defend our position? Is it because we there feel are attacked? moments in time? It's it, there are moments in time, and I would say for me, okay, defending what you're saying. I'm not defending. You just asked me a question, so I'm gonna, I'll answer it. Okay, was that it's how it's said to me. It's how it's said to me. So, like, oh, to me, now I'm gonna defend myself. No, 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 no. I'm saying in general, you ask why do men? Why do most people? Oh, oh, okay. It is because of how it is actually is said. Okay. So, if it's tone, how it's delivered. If it's delivery, it's okay. how it's actually okay. communicated makes a world of difference. I thought you were right? accusing me of delivery. Well, no. Sometimes your delivery is not great either, <laughs> because sometimes I'll ask a question and you'll answer me like. With a tone of like, you're an idiot, you should know that. And I'm asking because I really don't know. But I ask yep. a lot of questions, a lot oh, of questions, a lot yeah. of questions. Because she's the only one I have to talk to in the marriage lab as we're going across the country. And so... And I would rather not talk to anybody. Yeah. And so I ask, and then I narrate my life as I'm going through the fifth wheel. Like, I'm going to get a cup of tea. I'm going to add some sweetener in that. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this over here. And I'm talking, like narrating my life as she's it's super like, annoying. trying to do things. Yeah. But anyways. So um, back to why, why do you I think personally I think defend? it's tone. Because for there- me, well, you, you do good. You do well in not using the word like you never or you always. Mm-hmm. You don't say like, oh, you always do this. Mm-hmm. A couple times, like you have done that, where you say like you're always like. And I catch myself and I go, you know what? That's wrong because it's not always. Yeah. And I retract. Yeah. Because we've yeah. got to stay away from those words. Because I, I, I think I get defensive because I, I feel that I, when you tell me, hey, you haven't been pursuing me as well in this season as you normally do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, I think that I have. Like, I give me an example, and then you can't give me an example. 
I did give you examples. You did after a while, yes. But wouldn't that be a good time to employ also empathic dialogue and only be only say to me, Shannon, so what I'm hearing you saying is that well, you don't if feel... if we did what we preach, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be a good place to be able to say... No, I we, think, we, we got to there. We, I think for me, I have to take a... I have to take a deep breath and be like, okay, uh, I... I want to hear what she's saying um, because part of it I I take defensive and take personally because it comes from childhood that I don't want mm. people to be upset with me. Mm. I want them to like me. And if they're upset with me, and the same thing I see in one of my daughters who deals with it, if they don't like me or if they're upset with me, then it makes it makes her emotional. And that you say make me emotional. I would actually cry if someone like got upset with me or angry with me or wasn't happy with me, and it was probably deserved, there's probably a reason why. But so when someone tells me that, so when you tell me mm-hmm. that I'm not doing these things well, I take it like I'm not doing good. I'm not. I'm not uh, loving her well. I'm not pursuing her well, and it's a mark against me. And do you want? I want to defend it, but so that you wouldn't think less about me. Or others wouldn't think less about me. Well, I did because all you did was defend yourself. So it just made me more mad. But the 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 thing is, is that... No, what, what, can I pause for a second? I, I, I made you mad? Because you just defended yourself and you didn't really own up to what I no, was but asking what, you. But what we're telling is that people can't make us no, anything. they can't. So I'm just I'm just going back because we talk, I got more angry because I allow of your myself response. to get angry. Yes. yes, we talk about like we allow ourselves to get angry or mad or upset. It's a choice, a decision. Yes, your actions are frustrating, and and yeah, they're hurtful or whatever yeah. they are. But to be mad is still a choice, well, and you weren't mad. No, you were frustrated and you were a little angry. My bigger issue was not about. What at that time, what I was talking to you about, whether it was you pursuing me or just I wanted you to tell me you loved me more. I wanted to hear, you I know, pursue her well. Uh, you don't always do it well, just like <laughs> I don't always do it well. Nobody's perfect I know, here. I know. So, my bigger issue was that when, when we just have conversations about conflict resolution or we just bring things to each other, I, I, I want to get to a place where the first thing you don't do is defend where you're like, hmm. and that's one that I'm working on where you're like, hmm. okay, I feel you can, you can say, I feel that I've done good in that area, but I, I want to hear what you're saying. And I am going to think about that. I'm really sorry, Shannon, that, that I made you feel that way or that you feel that way. Right now I'm like gripping the chair. Yeah, really, I know really you hard. are. You're like, can I <laughs> poop your pants or something? Jeez Louise. Because I want to say something, but where I have to work on, and maybe this is helpful to any of you listening, is I think I have to be like, count to five backwards and say, I hear you. I need to process Actually, that. Actually, it's and count to one backwards. You can't count to five backwards. How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, count to one backwards. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. Count to one backwards. Okay, sorry. Um, I, okay, I think taking turn. taking a deep breath and yeah. being able to say, "I need a few minutes right now," or "I need some time." I need some time to process that. And then I usually, I always will recognize, yeah, no, she's right, and I've been in this place. And the thing is, I think it came off of me coming back from that men's 
um, summit and it was already processing all these things that I, that I recognize in a busy season, which we tell couples this all the time, in a crazy busy season, in a time where there's a lot of change and transition for us and we're going, going, going and life on the road and it can be tough. We're telling you like the marriage lab, like it can be tough at times because we're lonely, we miss family, we miss community, we miss being in connection. Like, And there's moments where it's not easy. There's moments where Shan's like wants to be done and I get that. <laughs> Um, because it's not always easy, but we know why we're doing it and we're continuing the work that we're doing. Um, but so I already recognize it. So when she already, when, when you say it, it's just kind of like, it's adding more to what I've already recognized, but hearing you say it is harder for me to process than me just recognizing it on my own and dealing with it. Well, because it's me saying this about myself. I know this needs to change. God, you dealt with me in this. But when you bring up something where it might, I'm not doing well, again, it takes me back to even just childhood. Like, I'm not doing well. I don't have what it takes. Like, she doesn't she doesn't like me right now, which I know is not the case. But that goes oh, to no. wounds. There's sometimes I it don't like to, you. Yes, I, I am. Yeah. There, it, that goes back to woundedness. That goes back to just family of origin you know, to that can I brokenness. Ask you, can I ask you a question? What percentage of men, I want you to speak on behalf of husbands, men, how many, what would you say percentage wise, I'm just throwing this question out there, of wives who bring their husbands like legitimate complaints or concerns about something that's going on in their marriage are already aware that that is a problem? I don't know. I don't. I mean, maybe it's 60, 65%. I think there's some guys who really just don't see it. They're, they're like out of say, the clear blue. They're like, Seriously? I've always been very introspective. I've always been very much recognizing where I may fail or not be doing well. I've always taken time to step back when I'm in moments like that where I'm hiking or I'm fishing or I'm in mountains by myself to say, how am I doing as a husband, as a, you know, when you have the kids around, as a father, mm-hmm. as a leader? Like, I ask myself those questions. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think it's a high percentage of men who do that, who like journal and ask themselves, how am I doing this area? I recognize and then allow themselves, right? If they have a relationship with God, that that God to speak in those areas, like this is an area where you as a man needs to, you need a shift and change because you're going the right, wrong direction. Yeah. Or men don't have, they are not surrounded by other men who are challenging them in that area saying, hey, Mm -hmm. dude, you're walking in the wrong direction. You are being, um, disrespectful dishonoring like yeah or you're you're disconnected right now yeah. from your family from the things around you i could see it like well, they don't have that and that's what i would challenge men if you don't have that you need that let me ask you another question hold on but you need men in your life who will ask you the questions yes. that that you would not ask yourself <laughs> no that you would not divulge like on your own yeah on your own that you would not just bring to him saying hey i'm dealing with this so you'd say ask me these questions because if you don't ask me i'm probably not going to tell you exactly so um, let me ask you this how over over the years have you had close male relationships who have challenged you yes. as a husband and father yes. now when they bring you something was it equally no nope, it's easier what you already know what I'm going to say? Yeah, it's easier for me to receive that from another guy because it's not my wife. So tell me the difference for the listeners. Well, with another guy, because you're not married. When, when he's saying when he's saying that yeah. to me, I'm like, yeah, that's hard to hear, but but you're right, and it's coming from a place like I feel he doesn't see me differently. It doesn't diminish anything. But with you, I feel like I like I'm 
I want to be your provider. I want to make sure that I'm caring for you. I want to make sure that I'm treating you always well. I want to make sure that um, that you're happy, right? Content. Um, that. Um, but I'm because not judging my gr- you. But for me, my greatest again, my greatest wound is: Do I have what it takes? So, like, if you say that I'm not doing well, then it hurts. It hits me hard. Yeah. Because this is where I want to succeed the most. This is where I want to do my best. And so it it impacts me more. Another guy tells me it, it typically is like I'm not married to him, and so the yeah, the impact is totally different. And he could tell me that, and I could choose to deal with it or not deal with it. I could choose to walk that out and take their advice or not. But when it's with you, like no, I'm faced with the reality of my brokenness, of my sin, or my my inadequacies, and I have to actually walk them out. Mm-hmm. I actually have to like live it out and make this change, right? Yeah. Um, so I can blow sunshine up my friend's butt like all day long and tell me, yeah, I've done that. No, dude, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, I need a change in that. Yeah. But I usually don't. I, when they bring it to me, I'm like, you're right. And it's also coming from somebody who I feel gets me as a man because I can tell you certain things and you're not going to understand it. But yeah. I tell another guy, he's going to be like, oh, I, I totally can't. get that. It makes complete also, sense. Also, the relationships you have, Javier, are people who are pro-marriage who love you and support you and only want the best for you in your marriage. Yes. And that's important. Yes. You cannot take advice from people who are not going the same direction you're going. Yes. So let's, we're going to bring it to a close, but like how we resolve that, like Shannon expressed that, and I recognize these are areas where I have been too busy. I've been going, going, going. And we'll have to talk about me. Can recognize where, um, I may not be pursuing her as well or just being focused. And at the same time, um, and this is not saying about you, Shannon, but as we get older, the needs we have change, right? And so I think we're in a different season where Shannon in this season might be a little bit, no, it's not bad. You might be a little bit more. It. You might be a little bit more needy right now. One hundred percent. And yeah, I already told you then, that I am super then, needy of then you right you, now. Then you would have been if we were ten years ago. No, just two years ago, a year and a half ago. If we we're in our community, friendships, friends, all the people around us. Yeah. But right now, like if I'm gone or I have to go travel to meet with some pastors, like, like you're alone and mm-hmm. you're by yourself and you're in places where you don't have friends or mm-hmm. a church or a community or anybody else that you yeah. know. Besides yeah. the person we're parked next to in an RV park, <laughs> campground. And maybe I don't want to be friends with Right, them. you may not. And so, like, it's also just responding to all of that as well. Um, and so, it's just telling you, in different seasons of your life, it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel and be different. Every 10 years, and, your marriage evolves and changes. Yeah. And the needs of each other ebb and flow. Yeah. Um, the way that Javi and I were when we were 20 is... I don't even know who those two kid, kids are. Yeah. We're, we're such different people right yeah. now. Um, the wisdom, the age, um, our physical bodies have changed. Yeah. We have adult children now. Like Life is just completely different. So you can't expect the things that worked in 1993 to work right now. And no, that's where yeah. we adapt and we grow. And yeah. um, I just want our listeners to know that even though we're marriage coaches, this is what we do for a living, we have things that we work on. We're still working out marriage every day, just like you are. Yep. And Javi irritates the holy crap out of me sometimes. And, wow. and I and I irritate you too, right? 
Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good and, place to stop. And we love each other, <laughs> but there's sometimes we don't like each other, and that's okay. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this, uh, <laughs> us working out those things and just talking through them. Um, again, uh, I think it's good. I think that we, was insightful. It was good. Absolutely. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you for all that. Um, I was thinking for all you that you do. Thank you for supporting uh, 24-7 Marriage and, and the work that we get to do. And continue to rate, review this podcast. If you haven't, just go and do it. It'd be super helpful for us. Um, make sure you follow us, share this with others. And always remember that in marriage, you don't have to. You get to. Have an awesome week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. Help us expand our reach by rating and leaving us a review on iTunes. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more information on the work we do and how to support 24-7 Marriage, head on over to 247marriage.org and click on Partner With Us. Until next week, remember, in marriage you don't have to, you get to.